We live in a world with multiple technology platforms. The web browser, iOS, Android, Windows, Mac. We've offered Nosby on all of these platforms for a very long time, but with Nosby Teams, it's even more important since you're using it to collaborate with others that the app is available on all of these platforms. And how we did this and how it's different from Nosby Free is what I wanted to talk with you today on the podcast. When I started Nosby, life was simple. I was doing a web app for the browser. Um, well, it was kind of simple because I had to support Internet Explorer 6. <laughs> uh, but uh, I remember it was just for the browser for desktop. That was the idea for Nosby. Then later, uh, I mean, the same year as Nosby, you know, great minds think alike. So the same year as Nosby launched, iPhone launched. You know, same kind of, you know, milestone, technology milestone, right? Anyhow, uh, what happened was that there was a web app for Nosby. And then we started uh, thinking and then doing native apps. Uh, so things got really complicated in the, in the you know, 12 or 13, almost 13 years of, of running Nosby. And uh, yeah, with Nosby Teams, we wanted to take, it, to take it to a different level and really take advantage of latest and the greatest uh, technologies, especially that many um, languages and many platforms were not non-existent in 2007. And now they are very popular and, you know, supported by big companies like, you know, Facebook and stuff. So yeah, we decided with Nosby Teams to do something different, but to really keep keep being in our Nosby values that we have a powerful app for all the platforms. So let me step back and explain the multi-platform problem uh, to our listeners. See, each of the platforms I mentioned, uh, I counted five, uh, if you include the web browser, has a completely different set of tools, different language, different libraries, different frameworks, like making apps for these five platforms is completely different. The problem is that if you want to support those five platforms in order to reach as many customers as possible, or if you have to support all of these platforms because you have a team product and different people on your team might use different devices and different platforms, how, how do you do that? Right? Will you write the whole app, the whole product from scratch five different times? This is very hard. First of all, it's very expensive to do it this way because now you're uh, doing the same work five times. Uh, it, 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 you know, it, it's not like making another one will take only a small fraction of the time. It, it might take some less time because you have a general design, a general idea, but you still have to duplicate so much work. And it's just it produces very inconsistent results. Uh, like you can see so many apps from you know from big companies that uh, just you know the, the web app is very um, often lacks many features. Maybe only the, the desktop app, which is maybe on Windows and not on Mac, supports all of the features. The mobile apps also lack many features. They're slightly different in annoying ways. Or when there's a new feature, it doesn't come to all the platforms at the same time. It's really hard. It's really annoying. It's very inconsistent. And it produces like really bad organizational dynamics because you end up having multiple teams in the company who are 
essentially competing for the same goal and like solving the same problems many times. And that's why almost no one does this. And you can see how, um, you can see it as a Mac user, for example, you can see there's no Twitter, there's no Slack for the Mac, like not, not a fully native app. Because even, even such big companies just can't afford this. Like it, it's, it's madness. And, and even the Microsofts of the world, when they um, support all of these platforms, again, very inconsistent results. Uh, this sucks. So how, how do we do this? Uh, with Nosby Free, we chose the tool that was the only tool available at the time, which was to just make a web app and port the web app to multiple uh, platforms with the tools available. And uh, it, it took a lot of work from us to make it a good experience, like a really great experience. It, it wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't just flipping a switch. We had to do a lot of native work on iOS, on Mac, on Android to, to have all of the, the features users expect. And the result is, is really good because um, even me showing the app in person to iOS developers who have a very keen eye for the small details, give, like, like uh, giving the secret that it's a web app, wouldn't notice until I, I told them. Uh, but starting uh, building Nosby Teams, there are new tools available. So we decided to change our approach a little bit. Yeah, and the the thing is that when we were deciding on the new technology, because anyway, there was a good idea. Like we're building a new uh, piece of software. Let's try what's new on the market and see if we can tackle these problems. Uh, and what we had discovered in Nosby uh, users that uh, really they are mobile first. Like the mobile app has to be really good and has to be. Um, uh, like we have to design at the same time, and we knew that from the design perspective as well. Both the desktop and the mobile experience at the same time. Because, again, one of our values in Nosby is that we want to have a feature parity. We don't want the native uh, the app, the, the mobile app, to be a crippled version, you know, a mobile kind of light version of the desktop. We want to have the power uh, uh, on both platforms, uh, I mean, on both like experiences. And another thing was that we know we had to fight with this um, uh, argument that yeah, to, if you really truly love your you know mobile experience, you have to create from scratch a new app, like completely uh, natively, and not share any code with a different app. So um, I, I get the purists' point of view, but as you said, it's not sustainable. Like many big companies are not doing it even, and they had all they have all the resources in the world. Mm -hmm. Because also, it's not just a question of just building the app. And believe me, Nosby may seem like a very simple to-do list. Like, well, like, it's so simple. Like, you can really build it in five minutes, really, right? Well, not really. <laughs> I can tell you that. But second thing is later, when you've launched even, you know, all these apps, you want to maintain them. You want to ha have new features, you know, new stuff coming in. And as you said, you want them to look the same. So with all that, we looked at uh, many technologies that would still allow us to share lots of code, but on the other hand, try something new. So for Nosby Teams, it was very important for us to, to keep on sharing as much code as possible, uh, to not have to redo the same thing over and over, to support as many platforms as we can. Um, we're starting with iOS, Android, and the web browser, 
but in the future we we hope to uh to have a a really nice native mac and windows experience as well but to be able to do more work on like platform specific tweaks um we found from our customers with nosby free that people actually really appreciate the fact that nosby looks and feels pretty much the same on all of the platforms um some people in like native iOS developer c- communities are all about, you know, making something platform specific and so that everything fits within the platform. But what we found is that customers really appreciate that things fit in the product because they use multiple platforms and they don't want to be confused and have to learn the same product all over again. But still, we found that for for optimal experience, we wanted to 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 try with more tweaks uh, to tailor things a little bit more towards you know desktop, you know big screen, mouse, keyboard, and mobile experiences, and to um, make a little bit more like platform specific tweaks just in terms of things looking right on iOS and slightly differently on on Android, which will just have like slightly different font sizes and whatnot, right? Just just think about just think about the how much balance we want to, we have to strike so first the balance between the powerful uh, mobile app as powerful as the desktop app this is the first thing second uh, the coherent experience on all the platforms that you know the nosby feels and looks the same but on the other hand pleasing also people who want to have you know more iOSy look and feel more androidy look and feel you know it's it's like so many things we want to do at the same time it's 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 really hard <laughs> yeah and 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 it is hard and uh it's just interesting to compare with many different companies and products and, and how they approach this like with slack for example slack on all of the desktop platforms is just a web app which makes it very difficult to to create uh certain like for example mac tailored experiences um like if, if you wanted to Open something in a new in in a new window or drag and drop between apps, um, other than like dropping a file. That's that's really difficult to to do with with this approach. On the other hand, Slack has native iOS and Android apps, which seems good, right? Um, like it's plenty fast and whatever. But uh, if if you compare the two apps, the iOS and Android app side by side, which I use both uh, when I use Slack for for testing and use both the Android and and uh, and the iPhone. It just it's really annoying to me how many like silly differences are between those two apps. How uh, there are features missing on on Android, for example, that are in the iOS apps because it's different technology. Other people are building this, and it's not just differences because of the platform. It's just like you can see those are two different apps which are trying to be the same app, but are not, right? So the approach we chose very early on is to go with um, a combination of, of two technologies, um, two uh, frameworks which have been very popular when we started in 2016 or so and are way more popular now, um, kind of suggesting we, we we took the right approach because it really is on the rise, which is React and React Native. Um, uh, those are both like open source um, frameworks, um, and the thing about them is they're kind of the same, 
right? Just like React is for the web, it's for the web browser, and React Native is for iOS and Android, uh, and also um, potentially on, on the Mac and on Windows as well. Um, so you're, you're kind of learning much of the, the same stuff once, but also like React Native is really built for uh, native platforms. Like it's not a web view, right? It's not a mini web browser in your app. It's, it's a proper native app that's just controlled with codes that can be shared. Except it turned out to be way more difficult than we anticipated. And that's one of the, the, the reasons why it's, it took us so long to get to this point where we'd be satisfied uh, with technology. Uh, because even though it's called the same React and React Native, it's kind of not. Like very few people actually share the same React code between React and React Native. Uh, even Facebook, which started both projects, uh, don't really use both with the same code. They use both, but in different projects. And it seemed natural to use both together, uh, like on one code base. Very few people do this, and we found a lot of roadblocks, which meant that we had to invent solutions. We had to build a lot of infrastructure uh, for this, to be able to achieve this goal. Yeah, I mean, we you know we just mentioned on this show like we released, I mean you, <laughs> we you that released um, uh, the the platform uh, the two two big projects the watermelon DB and mm -hmm. Zax, and we haven't open sourced like other stuff that we, we you know other pieces of the puzzle, but it, oh, yeah. that, 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 that's why it was so annoying to us like not to be able to ship the Nosby Teams product earlier because we had to build so much infrastructure to achieve this. To have like to invest in the future that hopefully in the future, thanks to code sharing and all that stuff, we will be able to just adding more features and better features and improving the product faster later. But lots of groundwork. Yeah, it's true. Um, I started uh, some basic exploration of the uh, the topic of how we're gonna go about um, storing users' data on device such that we can use it on the web, on iOS, on Android. I think in very late 2016 or in early 2017, um, and spent many weeks doing basic exploration to find the right basic building blocks, but no one solution already existed. Like no one actually built what we needed to build this app in this way, which we really wanted to build in this way as the foundation for the next many, many years to come. Uh, so we just had to build it out. And it's not something that um, development teams that only have a few members are supposed to do because um, it took me about a year to do this, like a, a year of actual work. Uh, well, me and a couple of uh, other team members and it's just like small companies very rarely attempt something like this. And that's also a uh, like something we're able to do because we're building a subscription uh, service. So 
uh, and we don't have any investors, yes. right? So we don't have to. <laughs> Our investors rush it wouldn't out. allow that normally. I am crazy, but yeah. other uh, if we had professional investors, they would tell you, "Hell no." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Like we we'd have to rush it to completion, or or never attempt something like Nosby Teams and just keep working with one product. Uh, you know, have an MVP out of the door as quickly as possible even if it meant that it would be worse off for the future. But because we have a, as a company, a steady stream of, um, of revenue and we're building it for the next 10 years, we're able to spend this much time building basic infrastructure that no one else built before and then open source it so that others can use it and contribute to it and they can use it too and uh, bring their improvements back to our app. Um, you know, we could we could do this to like really make good infrastructure. Yeah, and the thing is, so another thing I haven't mentioned, but thanks for for uh, reminding me. So I said all the tricky parts. Another tricky part that we have at Nosby is that we want to have an app because because apparently we're stupid. We want to have an app that is that, that works perfectly offline. So that yeah. that is, and again. <laughs> We shouldn't do it. Like we should just go online first. Everything, everything is on the internet. Everything is connected. Why would we do that? But no, yeah. we believe an offline app is value valuable. It's important, and then it syncs the information seamlessly to the cloud, instead of just pulling everything from the cloud. And when your connection is bad or or, or breaks, then your app is basically useless. And we strongly believe that you know you want to be able to use the app at any moment. So. For that, that was another technical challenge. How to build an app that has local data stored on your device mm -hmm. that syncs seamlessly without you thinking too much about it. And you can just keep using it, keep using it, and you don't care about the internet connection because the app just works. So yeah, to, to, to do something that just works like that, another challenge that our small team decided, challenge accepted. See, that, that's also part of the reason why WatermelonDB was needed, right? Because if you didn't sync, if you just got data from the internet and maybe had a local cache of what you last saw, yeah. uh, there, most apps are like this mm -hmm. and the most React Native apps are like this. So um, there's a big community around this approach and there are many tools. And at least, you know, especially now when we began a little bit less, but in 2019, there are many very proven um, technologies to doing something like, like this, like Apollo, you know, GraphQL with many things. Um, but but that would make our product uh, way worse, right? And and when you, that, that that's actually one thing that, that we've seen as a selling feature of Nosby, of Nosby Free, and that will be perhaps an even bigger selling feature for Nosby Teams. Because for personal use, there are many you know, most to-do apps just have your list. It's kind of expected that if you have a to-do list, then you just, you know, you open the app and it doesn't matter if you're online or not, you just see your list. But for, for team collaboration software, um, if you look at mobile apps of Basecamp, Asana, and most like professional apps, they don't have it. They, they don't have sync, they don't have offline capability. At best, they're gonna have some sort of caching, but uh, it just it doesn't work that well, right? And you tap on something and you wait until you know something comes back from the internet. And if you're on the train or on a plane, just forget about doing any sort of collaboration work. 
And with Nosby Teams, you can just like see what happened since you last saw it, add comments. And even if you're totally offline, or maybe you just have a very poor connection, it will get synced sooner or later, right? Exactly. So you're not being slowed down. Like you can keep working, you know, you can keep reviewing tasks, keep adding comments, keep, you know, getting stuff done. And you and you know for a fact you can trust that Nosby will sync in the background when it just catches the, the wind, you know, of the internet. Yeah. So yeah, and 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 exactly as you said, this is a competitive advantage against other uh, similar tools that uh, they are full online because they think the future is here and it's great and it and internet will be everywhere, and maybe it will. Maybe what we're doing is too much kung fu, but we like over the last thirteen years we saw that. This fact of having a fast app that syncs in the background is just great. Yeah. And, you know, going with this cutting edge um, approach of using uh, tools that are much newer, like with with Nosby Free, um, the, the tools that are used to build it, especially now, are very, uh, like, battle-tested and very proven, like, you know, jQuery, Backbone, PHP. Um, people have been building stuff with this for, for like a decade, right? It works. It's like it, it has all of the kinks um, kind of ironed out. And going with React and React Native combo especially um, forces us to, to invent new things and also to, to do a lot of, like, hard engineering work, not just product-building work, you know, building features, building screens, whatever, but building infrastructure and doing performance engineering, which is what I've been focusing on over the last month or, or so. And Zags, the other pro, uh, the other open source project, is partly a solution to sharing between React and React Native, but other such solutions already exist. But partly, it's uh, it's like performance engineering, right? Like, hey, you can do this, and also it's really fast, right? Um, and just a couple of days ago, I I uh, released a new version of WatermelonDB 0.15, uh, which um, made sync, like the, the first sync, logging in in Nosby Teams, literally five times faster on the, in the web browser and literally 23 times faster on iOS, right? And it's it takes time. It's hard work, but, you know, we... We bet on on the idea that this is something that will serve us and serve our customers for many, many years to come. So it's better to invest a little bit more time and resources upfront to build the basic infrastructure to be right, to be really good, really fast, and really extensible. Yeah, and uh, just uh, and uh, I just did a quick quick check on on watermelon DB. Uh, we like we know that we struck a nerve there because we see that watermelon DB is very popular, um, uh, and I just to tell you that you know you have fifty five contributors on watermelon DB um, code yeah. base, and we have six seven developers on the team. So uh, this is the power of open source. There are fifty five people who have contributed to something that you know that otherwise just with seven of ours of us um, do. Yeah, uh, there's a little section on the, the GitHub page, uh, who's this watermelon, and right now there are uh, six apps there, but those are six apps that have hit the edit button and have contributed like an ad of their own app because they're using watermelon, but uh, I'm sure there's a lot more of them. 
uh, because I, I just, you know, like there's 6,000 stars and you can see the, the download numbers and uh, like, like people are downloading it, like people are, are using it, right? And uh, a couple of interesting things that, that are pretty recent is um, people are actually starting to publish like content online that uses WatermelonDB. Like someone just started a, um, a, a post series, like a tutorial for, for kind of building fake Facebook Messenger using um, uh, React Navigation, React Native Gesture Handler, which are both amazing projects, and WatermelonDB, which is pretty cool. And uh, someone posted an ebook, which you can buy for like five five bucks. I haven't checked it. I'm not endorsing it, but like someone published a paid ebook that kind of teach you how to use WatermelonDB. That's pretty interesting. Like that. That's pretty amazing. And um, in addition to some um, contributions from the outside, um, I've also heard an an, an offer. Uh, from from a company that's using WatermelonDB but doesn't have internal resources to devote to contributing to it, but wants to see it grow and be amazing because they rely on it, um, they they offered to to pay money for a, like like a bounty for for someone for some developer to take that money and be paid to contribute to WatermelonDB. That's amazing. Wow. By the way, Radek, on the WatermelonDB website uh, on the github talking about last episode uh, the logo is nos before and not nos be teams well that's unfortunate hmm. i know i'm gonna be the 56th contrib- contributor to the repo i'm gonna push the new logo that's gonna be my contribution to the water melon db technology <laughs> yeah that, that's a great idea so please please do send a pull request if if it's uh, if it's a nice pull request, I'll send you some stickers for con- your contribution. Yeah, or you just give them to me next week when we meet on the Nasby reunion. Sure, sure, sure. Right. Uh, yeah. So, um, speaking of that, uh, like, actually, you know, today talking on this show about uh, Nasby uh, Teams technology and all that stuff, I really I realized with with like with all these difficulties that we have to like, all these difficulties that we have to manage mm-hmm. you know all these things we have to juggle jiggle to make sure that we um uh, that we nail this product you know that's why you know this this uh, thing of being desktop mobile offline online uh, you know simple powerful like <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like we want really like against all odds we want to check all the boxes yeah and as you know, I mean, I remember like this past month, like how much you've been struggling with performance issues, you know, how to like make sure that the performance is great. Because I think, I think as far as I remember, you were thinking that we will get the performance stuff pretty easily just because we are using this React and <laughs> magical React, React Native technology. But then you realized it's not as simple as it is, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's, it's kind of complicated. Uh, so I think we made a serious mistake early on by not making from the very, very beginning performance mandatory. Like we haven't tracked all of the relevant performance metric from the beginning and we just kind of postponed it like with a view in our mind that 
like we kind of know the areas that need to be improved and like things we can do to make it better. But it was still a mistake because although in the last couple of weeks of my work, I've done a huge progress in performance. Um, and by the way, if uh, some of our listeners are on Nosby Teams um, uh, beta group and 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 are not appreciating the, the the difference, stay tuned. That there are things that are in progress that are just not visible to you yet. But anyway, although I was able to to make huge progress in short amount of time, uh, relatively speaking. And many of the things we kind of talked amongst each other all along that, oh, we'll just do this and that will improve things a lot. And those things are correct. Uh, it's also true that we were bitten. Uh, it's kind of like, um, you know, like a, a thousand little cuts. That, that There are certain yeah. things that we've been doing that we haven't, fully appreciated how like cumulatively um, detrimental effect they have on performance and because they're kind of spread all over the place it, they have to do with like the way we uh, build UI components and, and whatnot it's not something that you can just like fix and make better in one place and it magically gets better there are certain things that will take a lot more work to improve and we'll get there and you know, the performance will be really good. You will be, uh, you know, uh, it will feel just like a, a native app, but it would just be easier. We would kind of waste less time redoing things we've already done if we tracked it from a very beginning. Mm -hmm. But I guess it's just kind of an, an unfortunate side effect of uh, our decision that because this product is for the next decade, uh, we can't just stick to the technology we know. We have to get on the latest, the greatest, the cutting edge, the the the, the different. Um, and because it's new and different, you know, we weren't experienced enough to to kind of anticipate certain things in in, in advance. Now we know, and I I think I hope it will be worth it. Um, that you know we 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 got on the the newer uh, thing the the thing that's that's a better fit for what Nosby Teams is trying to achieve and, and what it's trying to achieve for the next many, many years. Uh, but it was painful, right? If in the short term, it would have been easier to just stick what, what, what we know and know how to make it into a, a good product. So, yeah. Yeah, and uh, to me, to me especially, like uh, overall looking at the Nosby Teams development and, and the React, React Native and all this technology, um, it's crazy stuff that sometimes we know we can't do something now, but we might be able to do it like in a few months mm -hmm. because we know where React and React Native is going and then they will, they will like enable us to do this and that. Yeah. It's, it's really like, I really feel with this product, we are living on a really bleeding, bleeding, bleeding edge of, of technology. So it's, uh, you know, on one hand, <laughs> Yeah, as you said, it's not really reasonable. We shouldn't be doing that. It's 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 stupid. We should stick to something that works to be able to deliver, you know, the value to 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 our customers now. But on the other hand, we know it's going to be great. It's going to be better when it arrives. And on the other hand, it's just so much exciting. So much more exciting. That's absolutely right. And it's also interesting how uh sometimes we end up kind of 
contributing to that effort to kind of speed it up, like being on, on the, the, the bleeding edge. Um, like, um, for example, uh, Apple has added support in, in iOS 13 or iPadOS 13, I guess, for um, multiple windows of the same app. And I've been doing work on like React Native Core to enable that. So we don't, you know, uh, we don't have that in Nosby Teams yet. Uh, but actually, it, it kind of mostly works. Most of the work is done. Um, just needs some some tweaks and and kind of needs to be merged in the React Native um, core. Um, on on the other hand, um, you know, doing things with the expectation of knowing something is coming later um, in in the bleeding edge tools we're, we're using is also a a risk, like a technology uh, risk. Like for oh yeah, a few things with React has come later or have not come yet, um, or have come later than than expected or have not come yet, and still take you know months until until they they're deliv- delivered, and uh, for for the longest time the app has been a little glitchy, like you tap something and things don't appear like all at once, but they they just appear in, in uh, at different times, creating this flickering effect, which is really annoying. And the reason why it's been this way in Nosby Teams for a, a long time internally is because I knew that this, this cool new technology feature in React is coming very, very soon. They will make it really great and like we'll just make this problem completely disappear and I, yeah. I won't have to worry about it. So it's not worth spending time on like working around this and doing it a different way uh, if the better way is coming soon. But it still has not come yet. So over the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of fighting to to make the app not flickery and glitchy because it just looks really bad. It, it makes a bad impression about the quality, even if uh, actually it's it's good. It's just this 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 small stupid thing. Um, so I, yeah. I, even though now it's really coming soon, uh, it's still not coming that soon. So I, I gave up on waiting and, and just invested time to, to make it right a different way, but still like without like destroying the foundations that were built with the expectations that this feature will come and make it even better. Right. Um, another example, uh, speaking of performance is, um, a Facebook project called prepack that um, was supposed to like really speed up the launch time of the app on all the platforms. And so um, it t- took us a long time until we started investing in like working on, on speeding up the, the launch time um, by like removing unnecessary things and doing a lot of kind of infrastructure stuff because we just expected that this will come and we'll just speed everything up by three or four times. But they abandoned the project. It never happened. It they it showed great promise, but in the end they decided, hell, this is much harder than we thought, <laughs> and <laughs> they pretty much abandoned the project. It's there. There's still a possibility that this will come back, um, and will actually do what they set out to do. But you know, two years have passed, so we're kind of done waiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this is this is uh, something that you're mentioning. This is really a big danger, you know. This 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 living with this expectation or promise that something will come and so- solve all your problems, and it's not coming, 
And so, so you really actually have to assume mm -hmm. that, like, like, this is the thing. You have to assume that this is what I got and I have to be able to deliver, you know, the thing I want with this, what I got. Yeah. Everything else is a bonus. Like if, if, if they add this thingy, maybe it will help me, maybe not, you know, <laughs> because maybe it will, you know, speed up this, but slow down that. You never know. So, so yeah, it's, it's. So it, yeah, so it must be really hard to really to 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 come to terms that okay, I've got this. That's all I have now, and let's assume this is not going to improve much. Yeah. So what can I do now to speed it up, or what can I do now to improve that now? Yeah, that's also why you have to be very careful with a lot more careful with some decisions than than others, because some you can like you know you can change one component for for another. Or you can decide, okay, if, if this technological improvement is not coming, I have a plan B, even though it will take more time and maybe have a slightly worse result, but still something that's, that will make a, a good product. Um, but like the fact that we chose React and React Native, that's not something we can be wrong about. Like uh, mm -hmm. this was a, a very big strategic bet. And so far it's paying yes. off. Um, and... And it's very exciting to see that over the last two and a half years, both communities, but especially React Native, has been growing like crazy. And big companies like Microsoft have invested tremendously uh, in this. So it's not it's not like Facebook and a couple of small players, but it's a lot of uh, like very varied community. Um, but like that's like such a fundamental un underpinning that uh, like it it must continue to to live and prosper for 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 many years and looks like it does and it will and that's that is very important but think about it you know it wasn't obvious when we were doing this decision where we were designing on this technology where as you said we were placing our bet because at any moment like google you know google has abandoned so many things you know in the past so Knowing that React and React Native are in the hands of Facebook, we knew that we knew we were afraid that Facebook could, in theory, just 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 ditch the project. And if they if they would ditch the project, okay, we could try to maintain it with other people, but it would be really hard. It wouldn't be the same. So it's really good to see Microsoft and other companies jump on the ship. But really, you remember when we were discussing this, nothing was obvious. We were placing a bet, hoping for the best. Yeah. Uh... It's true, though it it's worth saying that it, you're always placing a bet. Like, oh yeah, you're never sure. If you're building an iOS app, um, Apple at any time can decide that your app no longer fits their guidelines and just boot you from the store. Like, and there will be oh, yeah. nothing you can do about it, right? Um, if you're building a native app against a a you know uh, vendor platform like with with um, iOS, Mac OS, Windows, they can they can change things and and like even and and your app will continue to work probably with Microsoft with Apple maybe for a few years, um, but it won't be the same. Like with with big te technological products, you're always placing a, a bet. Like it's not like we made a really dangerous risky uh, choice because any choice would be uh, risky. And we took one that's slightly more risky than going with vendor platforms, but it's one that we decided will deliver best results. Um, and the alternative would be either to go with a web view, which we believe 
was not the right choice for like a new product or to build five different apps, which is impossible, uh, like not, not going to happen, right? Like there's no way we could build it or anyone could build it, right? Uh, like pretty much the only exception to this is with the web, with, um, with the web platform, because the web platform doesn't change. It grows, but things almost yeah. never break. Uh, but even then, you still have the problem that some things, um, if you're relying on any framework, will become outdated. And it might continue to work, but it won't be the latest and greatest anymore. That's true. So uh, anyway, uh, what you're saying is that uh, it's good we placed this bet. It, uh, it looks like it's paying off. It looks like we will be able to finally open beta, um, uh, launch the open beta of Nosby Teams and uh, finally launch Nosby Teams next year. Uh, so we are really excited about it. And uh, uh, hopefully then we will be able to really maintain a, f a fantastic product for the teams and, and you know take the team collaboration to a whole new level, as they say. Uh, but... Um, but it's been a bumpy road. It's been a bumpy road, and it's been um, it's been really challenging. And I think with this, you know, episode, what we were trying to say is that software is still hard. You know, like, oh yeah, you know, it's it it is hard. And uh, but what what I want to say is, even though we did something which normal people wouldn't approve or investors wouldn't approve. I think we can be proud of ourselves that we we did do it and and, and that we are pushing for that and um, and uh, yeah I'm, I'm and I'm and I'm also happy that you know you convinced uh, me to 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 do the open source um, uh, to re-open source uh, some of this and and hopefully in the future we can open source open source some more stuff and we can really be the trendsetters of uh, in this in this category. Um, and you know, uh, who knows if they approve your pull request for the multi-window support in React Native, maybe you also get stickers from them. I already got stickers from them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Michael. Um, last week we we talked about how with Nosby Teams we were becoming a two-product company. But the thing about it is, with Nosby Teams, we're not just becoming a two-product company. We're also, in addition to um, being a product company in general, uh, we've become a technology company. Because with Nosby oh, yeah. Free, uh, we're just building an app. And we're building an app using tools available. And with Nosby Teams, we're building our own tools, uh, relying on the infrastructure others have built, but contributing to it and building new infrastructure on top of it. And uh, that's yeah. a... That's a risky bet uh, for a com small company, but the upside of of that risk and and the time invested in that is that uh, if it pays off, then not immediately. Immediately, short term, it might just appear that we're slower, that that we we don't do as many things as quickly as others. But long term, like that, that's going to reverse. Long term, it will enable us to do things that you know, other small companies, product-only companies that don't build their own tools just can't do, just don't know how to do. They, they're they reliant on, on tools that don't exist. Like, like they, they need something that doesn't exist to, to fulfill their goals. And uh, we're just going to build it for ourselves if it, if it doesn't exist. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're already... Mm, uh, you know, setting trends in the, the the small React Native community with WatermelonDB and Zax, 
and actually uh, recently had um, two ideas for uh, blog posts like very technical blog uh -huh. posts for Re react react native developers so we'll see if I, I actually end up writing them up, uh, but I think they might be very interesting uh, to a lot of people. And also I do have one one idea for another tool uh, like Zach's that uh, I might build over the next couple of months on uh, Fridays uh, and maybe open source. So yeah, we're, cool. we're gonna do it. Huh. Trendsetters. I have... Two, two things I want to share I, because I think I haven't shared them on the podcast yet. So one is the link to a blog post that I wrote about the 10 books that I'm rereading right now and this idea to reread books after a few years of not reading them. Reading them. Um, I almost went through all of them recently and it was a good experience to read something again that, was, that impacted you years ago and this time around, you 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 learn a lot more. Like you, your mind is differently primed, and I I love it. It's uh, it's been it's been great. So uh, this concept of reading books really I uh, endorse it. Not just you know increasing the book count in totally, but you're endorsing the concept of reading books. <laughs> rereading man, rereading uh, man. Okay. So um, so that's that's one thing, and 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 second thing because. On the list that you will, you know, that will be linked in the show notes, there is the book that we said we would talk about, The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F, which is great. It's a great book about, uh, you know, caring for things that are really worth caring um, and not caring for the thing, the other things. Uh, and in this, uh, the same vein and actually, actually in the same kind of spirit, I came about a book called F*** It. A spiritual way and so this book is really good i just i just read it and it's it is kind of similar and the words that they use is very similar but the book is has a different angle a little bit on the on the whole topic and it's really good it's also very very cool and i think um you like it so um i think i mean i think this book will resonate with you uh, quite 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 a bit so uh yeah Make sure to check it out. The author is John Parkin. F*** it. The Spiritual Way. Okay, Michael, I see you're continuing the streak of vulgarly named uh, books. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, apparently. I, on the other hand, I'm continuing the trend of um, historical-ish, technology-ish books. Uh, and I, uh -huh. I have a, a really good one. I, I really love this one. Uh, so I will recommend Eccentric Orbits, The Iridium Story by John Bloom. And this is the book about the Iridium constellation. And if you don't know about it, it's something that um, was conceived of in very in early 90s, took like 10 years to build. And it's a constellation of like 70 uh, satellites in orbit that provide um, phone service any place on the planet, anywhere. Nothing like this has been done before or since. And this has been a huge thing, a huge project, a true technological marvel. Took 10 years to build, $6 billion, and then nobody came. Nobody wanted to put a dollar to become a customer. And it all failed. It's just 
Oh man, and it's an incredible, incredible story. I I, just, I I love this. So eccentric orbits, the origin story by John Bloom is my recommendation for this week. All right. So uh, cool. Uh, I'm, I'm looking, I, I was when when you said that I was thinking, yeah, it, it, it. I think it was a financial failure, but I didn't I didn't know it was like really that big of a failure, like completely flopped, right? Yeah, it really oh. was. <laughs>